Welcome to our worship today uh, from Tynings Lane Church. It's great to have you all with me as we worship together. There's much happened this week and thank you for all who've been supporting others uh, through a difficult week for much of our community. Let's worship God together and know his presence amongst us. As we start our worship today, let's pray together. Risen Christ, as you came back from the dead, you renewed your call to your friends, the disciples. Help your church to obey your command and draw the nations to the fire of your love. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. We're continuing our series in Romans and we find ourselves in Romans chapter 12 but we're going to look at the chapter a bit backwards uh, today starting towards the end and working towards the beginning so you'll get three mini sections uh, of reading and talk today. So to start with we're going to start Romans chapter 12 starting at verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of a low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will pray, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There's so much in this passage that I could talk about for a long time. Um, So you'll be glad to know I've limited it just a tiny bit. Uh, But there's a verse in this chapter that stayed with me in this season. Uh, It's a well-known verse, chapter 12, verse 12. So it's nice, easy to remember. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Like a lot of people, I'm trying to be joyful at the minute. It's not always easy. I am failing at it some days, but I'm doing my best. And joy is a precious gift that we all look to give and to share. And we like to be joyful. We like to see other people who are joyful. There is nothing wrong with joy being a good intention of what we're trying to do. One of the reasons I love this verse is that later on in that passage it talks about rejoicing with those who rejoice and mourning with those who mourn and there's something powerful about saying actually 
we don't have to pretend. If that's not where we are, that's okay. If we're not in that place, that's okay. And as a church family, we stand together with each other, however we feel this morning. It can be a challenge to stand with people when they don't feel what we're feeling in that moment. But the writer is reminding us that as part of what we do as church is to understand and to see, identify and mark how we're feeling and how we work together as a community. That verse 12 I've had on my desk all the way through this season because it says to be joyful, but not just to be joyful for joyful sake, but to be joyful in hope. That even though things are tricky, that not everything is sorted and we still don't know when this will end, we're joyful in hope. We look forward to this ending, but more so we look forward to all that God has in store. And then, of course, it tells us to be patient in affliction. This is not a good time for the world. And yet we're reminded of patience. Be joyful in hope and patient in affliction. To be patient. Sometimes we all wish we didn't have to be. But it's a gift that's required right now. Patience. To wait to hug those we love for their safety as well as our own. Joyful and patient. But also faithful in prayer. Someone said this week that... uh, in all the changes in technology that have gone on in the last few weeks and how we're communicating differently and more in odd ways. And we've all sat through Zooms and Microsoft Teams and FaceTime and Skype and a million other things. Actually, prayer hasn't changed. Prayer is the one form of communication that continues to stand with us. So as we're joyful, as we're patient, let's be faithful in prayer too. Let's use this time to pray together well. Praying on the phone is not something I found easy, but I'm getting better at it the more I do it. And I know some of you are finding that as well. If you're new to prayer, try something small. It's just as valuable. Take the Lord's Prayer and pray it once a day. If you've been praying for a long time, try something different. There's thousands of years of experience of prayer. We've not run short of ideas yet. So let's be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer.
So we come to our second section of Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment, in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all do not all have the same function. So in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophecy, let him prophesy in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let them serve. If it is teaching, let them teach. If it is encouraging, let them encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let them give generously. If it is leadership, let them govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let them do it cheerfully. One of the challenges of the moment is that we all spend a lot more time with ourselves than we might do normally, whether you find that a blessing or less so. And it's a time to reflect honestly on who we are, our strengths, our weaknesses, our gifts and our wants. What do you consider your gifts to be? One of the joys of the kingdom is that we all have a role to play. No one can sit there and go, God has given me nothing. Might be small, might be a bit rusty, might need a bit of work, but all of us are given gifts to use. But it's hard to know what our gifts are. When I was looking at this passage once with some others, I was asking some young people to identify different groups within the church to different body parts. And uh, we had a mother's union in the church I was in. Now, the mother's union does amazing, wonderful things. Um, But sometimes it can have a little reputation as well. Obviously, ill-deserved. But they identified that the Mother's Union was the tonsils of the church. And we were a little confused by this phrase. And so we asked them why they'd said that. And they said, well, because most of the time you don't notice it until it's inflamed. Now, that was, of course, not a good judgment on the Mother's Union. But some of our roles are more in the background than in the front. But they are just as important. Now, this time does give us an opportunity to think, actually, what is it that God has gifted me with and how can I use that well? But it also gives us an opportunity to encourage one another, to help identify what other people's gifts are. So why not this week? Get in touch with one another. Encourage them by telling them what their gifts are, what you see God doing well in them. It's like when you can't find your keys or your phone and someone else in the house can go, they're just right in front of you. Sometimes it's easier for other people to identify than it is for ourselves. Let's encourage one another. Whether that is our main gift or that's one we can all learn a little bit about. It's accessible to all of us. Let's help identify gifts in one another this week. Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 4. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. We continue to pray for frontline workers, that you will protect and sustain them. We pray for those researching and developing vaccines and antibodies, that you would give them wisdom. We pray for those in government and other groups who are making decisions for our country on the easing of lockdown, that you would give them guidance and clarity. We pray now for our local community in Aldridge. Give us peace and a sense of security during these difficult times. Open our eyes to the needs of others around us, whether it be practical, such as help through shopping, collection medication, or being a listening ear on the end of a phone to someone in isolation or feeling lonely. We pray for our Minister Jen, our church wardens, Kevin and Louise, and our children's workers, for the hothouse, the churches in Aldridge, and the wider church. Let us all draw nearer to you, Lord, and learn more of you through nature, and then share with others of your love, grace, and peace. Thank you that through technology, we can communicate and keep in touch to encourage each other and lift your name in praise. We pray for those who are unwell, especially Jean and Barbara. Please name now those who need our prayers. Lord, we lift them all to you, asking for healing and that your will be done. We pray for all those who mourn. We pray especially for the families and friends of Sally and Joyce. Lord, give them your peace and comfort. We will now say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forevermore. Amen. So we come to our final bit of Romans 12, just those first two verses. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. There's something about giving ourselves to God that matters always. And there are times when we think about that afresh. But as I've talked to lots of you over the last few weeks, it's a challenge when lots of our normal ways of giving ourselves to serving others have been taken away. 
And yet it's a marker of our worship, how we give ourselves over to God. So often when we worship, our first thoughts are about singing. And that's a wonderful way to worship for many of us, although I recognise not for everybody. But actually worship is about giving ourselves over to God. And when we do that in song, it's not about how beautifully we sing, how well in time and tune we are. But actually, we hand ourselves over to God in that time. We praise him and we ask him to transform us. And worship is that question. Here I am, God. What will you do with me? Transform me. This passage talks about the renewing of our mind, about having our thoughts changed Not in some scary way, but actually to become more like Jesus. How does that look right now? In a time where much has been taken from us, how do we offer ourselves to God afresh to serve him, but also to be transformed by him? So we are people who are joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. So may we know the blessing of our God who helps us to be joyful, who aids us to be patient and who longs for us to be faithful in prayer. May we know the blessing of our God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit today and evermore. Amen. Fish shine upon you and be gracious to you.